Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. The letters of the Bible. We're continuing the letter of Romans that Paul wrote. And we're picking it up in chapter 9. Let's read chapter 9. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Jesus. Remember to use a King James Version. Chapter 9, verse 1. Paul speaking. I say the truth in Christ. I lie not. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. For I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom pertaineth the adoption, and the glory, and the covenants, and the giving of the law, and the services of God, and the promises, whose are the fathers, and of whom are concerning the flesh, Christ came, who is over all, God blessed forever. Amen. This first part here, Paul is talking about his feelings towards his brethren, who, of course, are not believers. And he wishes that they were believers. He's going to explain it more in detail as we get into the chapter. But what he's saying is that he's, you know, has continual sorrow because he's gone to his brethren. He's tried to explain to Israel that Jesus was the Messiah about him, but most of them didn't accept Jesus, didn't want to hear what, what Paul had to say. And he wishes he could do something to get them to believe. But you see, he'd even give up his own soul. You see that? He'd give up his own soul if it was possible for that to make them believe. But obviously, that's not possible. And we're going to find out more why as we go through the chapter. But that's how much Paul wanted his brethren to, to be believers, to have the faith, you see. Let's continue. And... What does it say here? Um, starting in verse 6. Not as though the word of God hath taken none effect, for they are not all Israel which are of Israel. And that's why he said up above here, he said, who are Israelites. A lot of people that claim to be of Israel actually are not of Israel. They're not real Israelites. They're pretenders and deceivers. 
ultimately is, is what they are. And, and so what he's explaining here so that we understand, he's not talking about everybody that's in Jerusalem, everybody that's in the land of Israel. He's not, t- that's why, that's what he wants you to understand there, okay? Because he wants his brethren's true Israel to believe. The others, he don't care about them. That's interesting, isn't it, first of all. Second of all, so he's letting us know that um, just because you're living in Israel doesn't mean you're of Israel. And he's saying they are not of Israel. (laughs) Not everybody that claims to be of Israel. Um, You know, they just live in the country and, and have taken on the nationality. So... He continues, because he wants you to understand the ones he's talking about first, all right? Neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children. So, see, he continues and he says that they're not the seed of Abraham. I mean, they, they could be the seed of Abraham. But just because you're the seed of Abraham, Abraham had many children descended from him. But just because you're the uh, descendant of Abraham doesn't make you one of the children. Okay? He's going to go on and he's going to explain it. But before I do that, I want to read a little bit. Neither because they are, but in Isaac shall thy seed be called. That is, they which are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God, but the children of the promise accounted for the seed. For this is the word of promise, at this time will I come, and Sarah shall have a son. And not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived by one, even by our father Isaac, for the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand not of the works, but of him that calleth. It was said unto her, The elder shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. Okay. Now let's go back to verse 7. So you get the idea going to be looking at here in this section of chapter 9. And so he's saying um, that just because you're a descendant of Abraham doesn't mean that you're one of the children. But in Isaac shall thy seed be called. So only the descendants of Isaac, because you also had what? Ishmael, right? And you had a bunch of other descendants. Uh, But those that are um, descended from Isaac And then it goes on and it says something interesting. (coughs) It says, um, that is, they which are the children of the flesh. So Paul is letting us know that he's talking about the flesh, not spiritual Israel. Okay. So when he's talking up here in the beginning of chapter 9, he's telling us about his flesh, brethren, those that are truly of Israel like he is. He would give up his soul if he could get them to believe. 
you know, if it would make them believe. You understand? So he's talking about flesh here. So these are not the children of God, but the children of the promise accounted for the seed. So, do you see what Paul is saying there? He's letting us know that just because you're Israel, descended from Abraham, descended from Isaac, doesn't mean you're children of God. See, that's the thing that is, is said wrong, even today. They're not the children of God. They're the children of the promises and the covenants that God made with their fathers, you see, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. That's who they are, children of the promise, okay? And are counted for the seed. So this is what Paul is showing us. There is a difference, and he's going to go into more detail. You know, the Holy Spirit can make us understand things. And Paul is speaking with the uh, leading of the Holy Spirit here. can make us understand things that we wouldn't normally understand. Um, as long as we have eyes to see and ears to hear, we're spiritually connected to the Holy Spirit. We can understand what's being said here. So... Paul is making a difference, making sure we understand that the children of God, because he had talked about the children of God before to the Romans, and he had said that you are the children of God if you're led by the Holy Spirit. But there's a difference between the children of God and the children of promise. One is the flesh, and one is spiritual. It's from the Spirit, okay? For this is the word of promise. Okay, so now he's talking to the flesh Israel, his flesh brethren. And he's going to explain about the children of promise. Okay? And and who and what went on with them. This has nothing to do with they are not the children of God. At this time will I come and Sarah shall have a son. So the promise of God was that Abraham was going to have a son through his wife, Sarah. That was a promise, you see. That's the difference between the promise and the children of God. And not only this, so that was one promise, okay. Here's a second promise that God made. In verse 10, and not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived by one, even by our father Isaac, so... Paul is letting us know that these twins both had the same father, not like the twins in with Eve. Cain and Abel were twins, yet they did not have the same father. That's why this is specifically said here. So, also had conceived by one, even by our father Isaac, for the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God, according to election, might stand, not of works, but of him that calleth. So Paul is explaining that the second promise, the one concerning Rebekah, God was going to make a choice. There was two children here, but God chose one of them over the other. Okay, 
And it had nothing to do with anything they had done in the flesh, because guess what? <laughs> they hadn't been born yet. So if you were never born, you couldn't do anything in the flesh. And so Paul is talking about the promise here, okay? The children of the promise. It was said to her, so God promised, uh, made a promise to Rebecca. The elder shall serve the younger. So God told Rebecca, the elder is going to serve the younger in the two that you have in your womb. Thirteen. And now Paul's going to go into what the he's going to go into something that's a little bit deep for some. This is meat, okay? And the meat of this is that you've got to understand, Paul just said that it had nothing to do with what they did in the flesh, okay? So see, right here, what it does is it shows you that anyone out there that thinks that we, like, pop into existence once our mother and father conceive us, no, not true, because we're going to see that that's not true, because it had nothing to do with the flesh, so God didn't look down the corridors of time and see the bad things that Esau was going to do, and that's why he chose Esau uh, to be the servant to Jacob. No. See? Paul said it had nothing to do with the flesh. God wants us to understand that. So, the next part, 13 says, As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. Okay, past tense, hated. Love, past tense. And that, of course, is um, written... I believe it's in uh, Malachi. Uh, I believe it's in Malachi that that's written. And the thing is this. When did God hate Esau? And when did God love Jacob? <laughs> if, if, this is, if it has nothing to do with flesh, it has to be before the flesh, before they were in the flesh. Okay? So Paul is telling you, that we exist with God before the flesh as beings that are with God and doing things and able to do things because something Esau did before he was born in the flesh, God didn't like. He didn't like it so much so that he hated Esau. And for God to hate, you know, someone, it, it takes quite a bit for that to happen. So anyway, that is there for you if you want to understand truth. So we didn't pop into existence. We existed with God before, in heaven, before we were placed in the body as a baby. Our soul was. Fourteen. So Paul is, is going to try to... Um, explain this. So in case those that don't have eyes to see and ears to hear, okay, those that have eyes to see and ears to hear, understand what I just said about being in heaven before you were born and doing things 
and did something so drastic that God hated Esau. See, but not all people have the ability to grasp that or want to grasp that. There's different levels of Christians, you see. They don't want to grasp that. So, the Holy Spirit leading Paul um, lets him put it in a way that the ones that the Christians that can't grasp it, that they understand it this way. What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? There is no unrighteousness with God. And so Paul's letting them know, don't you think in your mind that God is unrighteous? Okay. Let's continue in 15. We'll read a little bit. For he saith to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. But the scripture saith unto Pharaoh, even for the same purpose have I raised thee up, that I might show my power in thee, and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Therefore hath he mercy on whom he will have mercy, and whom he will he hardeneth. Thou wilt say then unto me, Why doth he yet find fault? For who hath resisted his will? Nay, but, O man, who art thou that repliest against God? Shall the thing form say to him that formed it, Why hast thou made me thus? Hath not the pot of power over the clay in the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and to another unto dishonor? Now, let's take a look at this. This is going to be to those that can't understand that Esau and Jacob existed with God in heaven and lived there before they were born in the flesh. So God knew them because they... Esau did what he wasn't supposed to do, okay? So, Paul is continuing, and he's letting you that can't handle that truth, which is fine. Some Christians can't. They don't want to handle it. Uh, For some reason, uh, a lot of them it has to do with because they're taught differently by their churches and pastors, and they don't want their pastors to be considered liars, or false teachers um, in their own minds, you see. So, so they'd rather listen and, and you know, and, and see it from the, and believing in the pastor and the teacher than believing what the Bible actually says. So for you, we're going to put it a different way. That's what Paul is saying. For he saith to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. That's it. He told Moses, I'm going to have mercy on who I want to. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. God says, I'll have compassion on who I want to. It's my choice. See, God's wisdom and our wisdom is nothing to compare yet. God knows much more than we know. And so Paul is again saying the same thing he said before, which is God knows what Esau did before, and that's why he hated him, 
So he's going to have mercy on who he wants to and compassion on who he wants to because he knew he knew them before and he knows what they were like. Okay? So that's what Paul is saying in reality. But he's letting those people that can't accept that part to understand that, hey, just accept this. He's going to have mercy on who he wants to. So then... 16, it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. So, it's God's choosing. It has nothing to do with what the human wants, what he wills to happen. You see what I mean? You can, you can will to happen all you want, like that your family and your friends will be believers. But unless God gives them the gift, they don't, the gift doesn't initiate from within them. The gift initiates from within God to them. He gives them the gift to believe in Jesus Christ. Okay? And so, remember, Paul is talking about his fellow Israel. And he's talking about he would give up his soul for them if they would believe. But he's going into details about the children of promise here. And he's going and he's going into details and explaining the difference between the children of promise and the children of God. They're not the same. And so he's he's saying here that God has a plan whether it's the children of promise or the children of God. God has a plan. And so God knows what he's doing. And so just trust God. That's what's being said here. 17. For the scripture saith unto Pharaoh, even for this same purpose have I raised thee up, that I might show my power in thee, and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. So you understand that God made this particular man, Pharaoh, that was there with Moses, and he did it, he made him Pharaoh, ruler. That particular soul, he gave that power to, to be ruler, Pharaoh, for a particular reason. He chose Pharaoh. Pharaoh was chosen like Jacob was chosen, okay, according to election. You understand? There's a difference between election and the calls. Okay? So, Pharaoh was chosen by God. He had a purpose. So, Paul is explaining, this is the children of promise. Okay? 18. And therefore hath he mercy on whom he hath mercy, and whom he will he pardoneth. So, Paul is explaining that Pharaoh didn't have free will. You understand? You understand? You've got these crazy Christians that are under the false impression a loving God would never harden Pharaoh's heart. It was really him that hardened his own heart. God looked into his heart and knew that he wanted it hardened. So then God hardened his heart. No. (laughs) Not true. Has nothing to do with it. God has a plan. 
and his plan is, Pharaoh would have let Israel go way before God had wanted him to, because <laughs> Pharaoh was human, and he didn't want to have his country destroyed, but God, God had a promise to fulfill to the children of promise, to Israel. So Pharaoh had to play the game, even though he had no choice in playing the game. You understand? So yes, God does harden humans' heart. He takes their free will away, and he makes them do things so that his plan is fulfilled. And his word is fulfilled, because it was written, see? The scripture saith, in verse 17, unto Pharaoh. See, it was written about Pharaoh. 19. Now Paul knows, through the Holy Spirit, obviously, that you're going to have some Christians uh, thinking that they're all that, (laughs) that they have a way of questioning God. What are you doing, God? I've heard, I've heard many Christians say that. 19. Thou will say then unto me, why does he yet find fault? <laughs> you see what I mean? <laughs> For who hath resisted his will? And you understand that if you're thinking that Christian, number one, Pharaoh wasn't a Christian. <laughs> And he wasn't of Israel. (laughs) So this is talking about the people of the world. And God will do whatever he wants to with the people of the world. Okay? And number two, he only did it with Pharaoh. Paul isn't saying here that God does that with everybody. Okay? You understand? And so because Pharaoh did that, does that mean that Pharaoh is headed to hell? course not. Meaning the lake of fire? No. Pharaoh would have been dead because he drowned with the rest of the Egyptians, but he would have been waiting in hell, in prison, until Jesus arrived. And he could have followed Jesus out. We don't know if he did or not, but he could have. So, uh, don't try to question God is the point. So you can say, oh, who resisted his will? Well, Paul isn't talking about Christians, and he isn't talking about those that believe in Jesus. He's talking about Gentiles and those that don't believe even in God. 20, nay, but, O man, who art thou that repliest against God? Exactly. Right. Whatsoever to... to to, to ask God why he done anything. I've had pastors say, well, when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask God, why did you do this? Why did you do that? You know, <laughs> so funny. Shall the thing form say to him that formed it, why hast thou me- made me thus? You understand? So Paul is saying, uh, God formed you. And you have no idea what God knows. And so, guess what? Now, those with ears to hear, listen. 
You understand there's going to be people that don't get the world that was. Don't get that Esau and Jacob lived before they were on earth. And Jacob did what God wanted him to in that time, but Esau didn't to the point where God hated Esau. And so they're not going to get that. So for us, we understand that, hey, something occurred before that explains all this. Trust God. He knows what happened before. Now, that's why Paul is saying this. Who art thou to question God? Because they they don't want to believe that part. They don't have the capacity to believe that part for whatever reason. Not everybody can believe everything that is true, you see. There are things that some people can't handle. So Paul is going in and he's saying um, that who that, if, uh, you know, oh man, nay, but oh man, uh, 21, hath not the potter over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and to another unto dishonor? 20 says, nay, but oh man, who art thou that repliest against God? Shall the thing form, say to him that formed it, why hast thou made me thus? You understand? So, if you can't handle <coughs> the knowledge of the world that was, those that existed before they were born in the earth, then basically Paul is saying, through the leading of the Holy Spirit, hey, you have no right to question God. It's that simple. Trust God. 21. Hath not the potter, God, power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and to another unto dishonor. So, hath not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel into honor and another vessel unto dishonor? God has the right to do what he wants to do because he put people in positions that he wants them to be in for a particular reason. Okay, Esau was rejected. He lost his birthright. A lot of bad things happened to Esau and his descendants because of what he did in the world that was. God knows why he put some in in the position of power and why he didn't put others in the position of power. And that completes the study. We'll pick it up in verse 22 of Romans next time. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.